Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bisexual Fetishist Podcast for episode 12. Um, my guest for this episode goes by, um, do you want to go by your Instagram name or by your real name? I'll do both. Uh, okay. I guess I should have asked that before we recorded. <laughs> um, so um, let's hope I'm pronouncing this right. Um, your Instagram name is Rope Drake or Drack? Rope Drack, yeah. Rope Drack. Okay. Yes. And your name is Nate May. <clears throat> okay. Um, so normally, as you probably know, since you said you listened to like an episode or two, um, it basically goes off like talking about like people's experiences and how they got involved in the fetish community. So like, how did you first get involved in the community? The community. That's so it's a little different than how did I know? I think, I think once I discovered recon, I just like hopped on it, um, which I might've must've been like 20, 21, something like that. So I hopped on it and just started like meeting guys. Uh, same, same with, uh, um, from, uh, Ticklefest. So this is a forum page that was put up a while ago. Um, it's still active today. Um, but there you could post like, Hey, I'm in Chicago. I'm looking to meet with somebody and said you could meet. So it was kind of like a kind of situation for our little, little group. And I met it with people there too. I was just diving right in meeting strangers. Oh, that that's interesting. Um, now, um, going back to the ever question, like um, how, when did you first realize that you had like a fetish? basically the minute puberty hit um <laughs> uh i think i've always been interested in like tie up games with my friends when i'm like far too young to have a sexuality uh and then once i developed one which i think i was like 9 or 10 it was like painfully obvious like these people i definitely uh enjoy like bondage and um those are the ones that like hit very yeah so i think a lot of that was sparked by you know just horsing around with friends but also like movies i used to sneak downstairs when i was like uh rewind to the sections where like boys would get tied up and like watch them over and over again um because you're 10 what else are you gonna do uh, yeah exactly yeah and for for most of us i think um you know movies tv shows they tend to have a big influence with some of our fetishes you know whether it's bondage tickling or anything else for that matter at least from what i've from my experiences and from hearing other people's experiences yeah, I mean, it's the one place you see it sometimes. So when it's the first time it rolls around, you just kind of latch on. <laughs> yeah, you, you'd think that um, like TV producers or movie producers would get on, like realize by now that doing that just creates like a generation of like new fetishists there, or, or maybe they have it themselves and they put it in on purpose. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not opposed to that personally. It's like, uh, yeah, I also wonder like how much of it is kind of innate and then that's just the first thing we see versus like uh something that causes it while you're you're younger. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um so after like realizing you had this, like um when did you like when did you have like say your first session or something, like when you started to actually like tie up people? I think he was 17 in high um and it was you know i grew up in like a regular suburb and even though it was like a school like 2000 people i was the only out gay person um i'm 31 so that was like what 2005 um 
So I, I still had like a very limited selection there. Uh, so he came in as a transfer student and it was like, oh, great. The one other gay person in the entire world. I guess we have to be boyfriends. Um, but I did like him. And I was like, here's what I like. Are you interested in doing that or not? Um, and it turns out he had like a big foot in sock finish. So that lined up pretty nicely. Um, but he was not a great boyfriend. So, uh, yeah, we did, we did play, uh, a bunch, but it was, uh, not as joyful as it could have been, I suppose. So that lasted for like a year and a half or so. Oh, yeah, that's, um, that's interesting, but, uh, sorry to hear that it didn't like fully work out in the end though. I mean, it's high school. What what were we expecting? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That, that's true. Yeah. Um, I, I get that. Uh, so like, as you, um, left high school, like, did you like find like more guys that would be interested in like being tied up or like doing the tying? I think, yeah, I think that's a good point. I I do switch. Um, in high school where it was like explicitly sexual, this is what we're going to do versus like just horse kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think my next partner would have been in college my freshman year which another boyfriend um I, I did the same thing where i was like hey now that we're dating dating here are the things that i'm into what do you want to do and he panicked I was like absolutely not this is i know i'm supposed to want to try things that you like but like oh god i hate this um we did once and it was he hated it so i was like that's okay we don't have to do that ever again so that only lasted like six months <laughs> like did did he panic like in the middle of a session or like before he had like a he clearly was like deer in the headlights when I told him beforehand. And then he was like, No, no, we'll try it. We'll try it. He like took a few days to calm down and like was like, No, we'll try it. Which I give him props for. Like, no, no shade. This isn't for everybody. We did it and he was like, I do not I, nope, that's not what I want. Um so we ended a little early and then we never did it again. Uh which is fine. It's a good thing to know up front in the beginning of a relationship. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it definitely is because um, like I, through my own experience, like I had like sessions with different guys, and you know I consider myself a switch. So I've both tied up and been tied up. So like I, I remember one session that I had, um, it was the guy's like second time, and he, oddly enough, he agreed to be blindfolded, which I was like, hey, do you want to? Do you not want to? And he said yes to it. And like, I, you know, with when someone's tied up, you know, like you tease them, like say, oh, you know, look what I have. Like, if you're going to like tickle them or something, like if you have a feather. And um, he completely lost it as far as like he was able to break free of like the loose hog tie that I had of him. And he basically freaked out and it ruined like the entire mood. Oh, no. Like, you know, I, I get he was, like, scared because, you know, he didn't have that many sessions. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you agreed to a session and you just ruined the mood. Yeah, it's it's tough when people, like, clearly aren't ready for it. Um, yeah. It's not what you wanted in the moment, but being kind to them is always, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, that, well, that also even shows you, like, even with, like, being prepared and, like, talking on both ends, you know, there can still be stuff that would happen. Yeah, totally. Which, which is one thing I love about um, like a lot of queer spaces, is I feel like I have a um, 
like a less difficult time having consent conversations because i think people generally get that at least in my circles mm-hmm. have been yeah like yes we all sign up for this in the moment when it's not working it's not working still and nobody uh like puts that on you for for saying no when you're, you're not feeling it so i appreciate that yeah I- I- exactly and uh you know that that's why like safe words are important especially with like when it comes to like tickling or sex or like stuff like that you know because sometimes you know you think that you would be into something but then if you're trying it for the first time you might have regrets maybe yeah i i think there's a a pretty wide variety of ways you can handle uh opting out in the middle of a session and like safe words are kind of the obvious one which is great um i, I definitely knew a guy who wanted to make opting out in the middle of a session as difficult as possible which i consider like extremely manipulative especially if you don't really really know that person very well um and he used to do this with um but because he would describe that when you said the safe word it would mean like i'll untie you you leave no questions asked you'll never have to see me again like putting it into like the full extremes uh so it was like different levels there's no levels exactly whereas like the uh, the basic one that a lot of people use myself included is like yellow light for like let's talk about it and red light for yeah. like hard stop let's let's like really sit down and talk outside of the scene um and that's i think a lot more accessible to be like you can just yellow me whenever you you need to like have me back off or like have a little bit of a break uh just make sure it's fun for everyone yeah um on on the opposite end of the coin though like what was like could you remember like any like favorite session of yours or maybe like maybe like top three, maybe if there's more than one? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know if I can narrow it down to a top three. Uh, <laughs> I just I feel like my now that I've been doing this for like 10 years, uh, just meet up with new people, old friends, because um, some of these guys now I've been playing with for almost 10 years. Um, I think. The, th- the thing I really love about connecting with other people sexually is that it's just like, a, um, and so after playing with, with people over and over and over again, I get to know like what really makes them happy, what makes them tick, what makes them excited. Uh, and I get to like hammer those buttons home, which is like a fun game to play, but it's also like, uh, like an interactive way to like, engage your relationship with them which is something i feel like is a little different with people you don't know sexually right you can take them to their favorite bar you can make them their favorite dinner but it's a little different to like physically push their buttons yeah. <laughs> um yeah i do like to say that i i do have sex with my friends and that's i think that's the best way to, to do it. those are my favorite scenes is the ones for like i'm just friends with them and i really want to make them happy and push all their buttons yeah um with with bondage what was the most difficult position you ever had to tie someone up in most difficult i don't know how how i'd rank difficulty i really like a challenge like when i'm doing rope work i like being extremely creative even if i'm not particularly um uh, how would i describe myself i'm not particularly like rigorous about the form that i take mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people like yeah. memorize a lot of the japanese um shibari ties and like only deviate when necessary and like there's a lot of go- like very cool art for that i don't do that really uh so some of the like more challenging scenes are honestly fun so i don't like register them as super difficult uh just because i really want to hit something so like uh, i'll name some some situations i'm describing 
there was one time a guy I had played with before asked if his boyfriend could get tied to him. And I was like, sure, I can handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did a position where like he was standing, his, the taller boyfriend was standing up and tied to like a net that I had made in my room. Um, it's a hard thing to describe, but it's just basically like a, a two poles with a net between them. Uh, he was oh, tied okay. to the net and then his boyfriend was kneeling down at his crotch with a stick in his mouth. And I tied him to, to his stick basically. That was a fun one, but I also used like 600 feet of rope to make that happen. Sounds really creative. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of freedom <laughs> with it. It didn't look super pretty from the outside, but they loved it, so I'm down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also had another time when I was learning suspension, and there is this guy who is uh, very um, open to learning with me. He is a rock climber, so I was like, if you can hold your own body weight for a little bit, I'm happy to try learning suspension on you. Um, and he's like, yeah, I got it totally down. Won't expect you to be the best. Um, and we ended up learning, like playing together a bunch of times, but this one time he had uh, a reaction, which is super common for suspension where it, it looks like your body just like gives up. You're still conscious. You're still there, but like your body is in a full panic. Your mind is fine, but your body's in a panic. And I think that's something most people have not experienced before. So he, I recognized it in him. He didn't recognize it in himself. So I just pulled him down immediately. And then he still had his harnesses on, which is like, they're all very deliberately laid so that they don't hurt when you put a lot of pressure on them. Um, and then he came to and he was like, fine with it. His body kind of reacted normally once he was out of the suspension. Uh, so I got to reuse all of the harness bits on his torso and his legs by just snaking one rope like through them all to like attach all his limbs together. It worked way better than I thought it would. And it was super fucking pretty. So I started using that style um, after that. And it came out of, you know, a scene that I had to end. Uh, and I, I loved it. It was a fun little creative moment. When when you're doing rope suspension, though, like, do you have to take into account, like, the person's size? Because, you know, like, with, I'm sure with, like, ropes and suspension, like, not everyone's going to be able to handle the same kind of suspension. Yeah, I actually think that all all bodies are different, like regardless of size. That's one factor yeah. for sure. But like even two bodies that are the same size, um, like when you're doing a hip harness, I find that you either like your hip harness to sit high up on your waist on your squishy bits, or you like to have your hip harness sit low around your sacrum on your bones. One of them's going to just feel better based on where your nerves grew. Uh, um, so no says I could just ask those questions to every person I'm tying. Uh, and you know, if I'm, if I'm tying a particularly bigger person, which I've done plenty of times before, uh, you just make sure everything's comfortable. So if it feels like there's too much pressure on one place, you just tie an extra thing right next to it so you can distribute the pressure a little bit more. Um, and that usually just works just fine. Okay, yeah. Um, so I'm sure that you also use like different types of gags too on people. Like what what is your like go-to gag or is it like just like a variety and you don't really use like one over the other? A go-to. I think, I guess my go-to would probably be either like a single sock for stuffing mm-hmm. and then some sort of airproof tape. I like having either like, um, like a plasticky kind of tape, um, or like a PVC style tape or a microphone, mm-hmm. like something that's not going to let a whole lot of air through. Um, yeah. that I'll put like a bandana on and then a like head harness kind of muzzle that usually shuts people up pretty quick. Uh, and it's usually pretty fun. Um, have you ever done like double sock gag or just always one? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. So it depends on the, the, like if you're trying to turn the socks into like a ball gag, right. That totally works. Um, sometimes yeah. what I'll do for those, which I'll do with bandanas or socks is like tie multiple knots in them. So it makes like a bigger filler. Um, mm-hmm. depends on how, how much your sub can take. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, have you like, do you also use like ball gags too? Like, do you use like a variety of ball gags or not so much? I have one like medium sized red ball gag for Mr. S. It's super solid. I've had it for years now. Um, mm-hmm. That's a pretty classic one. When I travel, I have like a very tiny travel bag that's basically just rope and that ball gag. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't go on planes with that. Security, my think. <laughs> oh yeah, I so I was a yeah, consultant yeah, yeah. for years, uh, and I used to fly twice a week every week, and I loved loved it because I would be the new fresh meat in every city uh, on recon. So mm-hmm. I would pack all that in my carry on because what am I going to do? Check a bag when I'm traveling for four days? Absolutely not. And every single time TSA has told me to open my bag because they think they'll tell me they think it's burritos but you know they think it's like c4 or something because it the the rope actually shows up as an organic yeah because it is uh, and it's packed very tightly totally understand i don't have a problem with this and uh most of the time when they look through it they're like whatever not a bomb next nobody cares only one time did i have someone i think it was like her first day i feel so bad for her but like she picked oh my through God. my rope bag and then she has her gloves on. She's like, I'm going to look through your bag, sir. I'm like, yeah, go for it. Like, <laughs> your job, do it. Uh, and she pulls the ball gag out, but she doesn't stop. Like, her hand just continually rises higher, higher, higher. Like, oh, my God. She's processing, <laughs> but her body is still moving. And she's mortified. And I was like, is there a problem with this? And she's like, no. I'm like, okay. Would you like to see anything else in my bag? And she's like, you go. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she she probably had nightmares. Uh, yeah, some people, that's not what they want to see. And I, I get that. But you're going to see lots of it in TSA. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard some stories. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, so I'm trying to see what else. Um with um when it comes to feet though like are, is there like a certain type of feed and like a guy that you like 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 is there like every guy like likes their own type of feet like yeah um hopefully so i worded f- that right <laughs> <laughs> i know what you mean what kind of feet do i like um I, I think it's interesting that of a lot of fetishes I think this is one, this might be a hot take from me, that uh, foot fetishes is the one where like a lot of people can like all look at someone's feet and be like, those are good feet, like objectively good. Um, mm. And there's like pretty good consensus on that. Whereas like, I think a lot of other kinks, it's like, it's all over the board. This one feels pretty like common. Um, that being said, I think there's a few um, like little details that some people get really hooked on. For me, it's like big, deep arches, like huge arches is super hot. Um, and if you have like big, wide, thick pads, delicious. Um, I love that. But I have some friends who are really into like when the second toe is longer than the big toe, which is like so oh, yeah, specific. That. Yeah. Uh, like I get it, but it's not my thing, but like I totally get it. That's so fun. Mm. Yeah. So like do with these... Um like likes do do they have to be like all together or 
Can you do like one without the other? Oh yeah, one without the other is totally great. Um, the, and it's it's interesting because it's all like a spectrum, right? So like, how like do you have an arch at all? Are you totally flat footed versus all the way up to like mm-hmm. this arch is so big it's a problem? Um, yeah, I feel like most of that range is still hot for me. Um, and then like big wide pads uh, is also similar, right? Like that spectrum all the way up. I did meet one guy in recon whose feet were the most like almost cartoonishly insane. They were max on both scales. Oh boy. <laughs> it was uh, like irrationally hot for me. Uh, but also like, I will, like, I think he will be the only person I will ever meet with feet like that. Uh, Cause that's kind of a, a wild look. Yeah, that, that is, I, I can't even think to begin what they might look like. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was only uh... like, like not only he was like an 11 11 and a half shoe um but like proportionally it just all was it was all there yeah i i i know with mine like um i, I know guys tend to like mine because they're big ish like that they they've been shrinking as i got older like i used to be like like in my teens i used to be size 13 and a half <laughs> oh wow um but now i'm down to like a size 11 i mean size is fun i'm not gonna lie i do i do like big feet that's a Mm -hmm. that's kind of a a catch-all in a in a profile uh what so that's a that's a question for you what do you what do you consider like big for big feet uh well it depends like since i'm by what i see as big for guys i don't see as big for females totally like like yeah for for like a female i would say anything above a nine um but for guys i'd say like 12 and a half and up yeah no that makes sense um i think for guys i would consider like i still think 11 is pretty big like that still feels nice probably because they're bigger than me um well yeah my well that's when my foot size i shrunk to i used to i've gone from a 13 to a size 11 in like a decade and a half so yeah you know that's (laughs) so Compared to size 13, you know, 11 and a half to me is small. Yeah, but, no, that's a big change. Yeah, but but I have seen bigger or smaller too. So, you know, I guess it's, it depends on your perspective. Um, yeah, if that made, if that made sense. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. So, um, trying to see what else. Uh, so I know that you like to mostly use rope, but would you also use like other methods of putting people in bondage besides rope or do you just strictly use rope i'm not a purist in any regard uh i i think the thing i like when i'm doming is to give someone a very tight restrictive experience given that's what they want but i tend to gravitate Mm -hmm. towards subs who are like i want to be tied and gagged so tight i can't blink or hear my own thoughts that's like prime uh prime sub for me and yeah. uh rope is nice because it's custom to everybody right unlike a leather mm-hmm. sleep sack or something that only fits a certain size subset of bodies as much as they're super super nice i play with everybody so um rope kind of lets me customize exactly to what's comfortable and restrictive to you um but i'll also do lots of other things so like i have a bunch of ratchet straps that i really love um they're like smaller and they're all contained in one piece instead of two so they're a lot easier to use and I'll ratchet strap someone to like a big support beam that I have in my house um, or like to a chair. I also have like a, a wooden board that I doubled up, wood glued together, 
drilled in the center, lay on top, stick your junk through. I'll strap you like with rope or ratchet straps down, plastic wrap tape. I don't give a fuck. Like, like let's go nuts. Um, and uh, you'll be pretty, pretty fucking stuck to that board. A lot of different positions you can do there. Um, so definitely not a purist in any way. I'll, I'll take any random thing I can find. Um, I mean, I got, I've definitely been creative a few times with materials. Uh, I was a little, mm-hmm. little, little tipsy on a cruise ship once. And uh, I met a guy that uh, surprisingly my mom introduced me to. She was like, oh, you love these cute gay guys. And I'm like, yeah, they are very cute. Um, and one, mm-hmm. so the two of us went into the bathroom one day uh, on like the public bathroom in the cruise ship because I'm classy. And he wanted to get tied up. And I was like, sure, take your shoelaces off. And I tied him up with just his shoelaces. And uh, oh, wow. It's fucking fun. <laughs> that that that's interesting. Never never heard of that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's um, that that is pretty interesting. Um, how long did you leave him tied up on a cruise ship? That like, <laughs> like, like they're so confined. How would you like have privacy? <laughs> so I was. I was I was pretty good at thinking, and I was like, All right, "We need a bathroom, and it's a cruise ship, right? So your your rooms are tiny, and you're obviously sharing. So you're not spending your time in your room; it's just a bed to sleep in. So yeah. we didn't have a room to go back to, but I knew because I memorized too many things that are not useful. Like what levels of the ship had restaurants that were like only open during certain hours that you had to pay extra for, even though I wasn't going to those. I just knew where they were, and I knew that one end of the ship that's the only thing on that end of the ship on that floor." And there was a bathroom right next to it. So we went there. There was no reason for anyone to be there except us. So we had pretty good privacy for like 45 minutes. Um, nobody came in. Or like when we walked in, the lights with the motion sensors were off. So we knew no one had been there in a while. And that was good enough for me. I was like, let's just, this is our room now. Uh, oh, yeah, that that's pretty neat. Yeah, I, I, I'm i always curious about other people's stories because I, I, I would never think of do of having like a, bond is such an end uh restroom bathroom of a cruise ship that that's <laughs> that's a new one <laughs> I, I will say that <laughs> yeah i definitely was not planned uh but i did have a lot of fun uh yeah mm, wow that's yeah that's interesting um yeah i'm still trying to wrap my head around that <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, if, if I'm too quiet, that's when my mind starts to uh, circle around thinking about other stuff. It's <laughs> mm. yeah, no, that's good. I, so that was the same cruise. I met another guy on Grinder. This was to Bermuda, and we yeah. were on. You know, as soon as I got on shore, I'm like popping on Grinder, being like, "Oh, who the boys?" Uh, mostly because I'm with my family, and as much as I love them, sometimes I want I want to be gay. Uh, oh yeah, I, that, so that's understandable. I, yeah, exactly. Uh, it, was, it was good. But we, um, you know, I met, I talked to this guy and he was like super down for being tied up. I'm very attracted to him. He's very attracted to me. And I was like, hell yeah. So he's like, I'll pick you up if you can meet me somewhere on the island. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to go do one of these touristy things like the Crystal Caverns or something. Um, and so he pulls up in his little moped. This is my first time meeting him. I just hop on the back and grab onto his waist with his helmet. He like throws a helmet on me and then uh, we're just off into the wind and it's, they drive on the left. So I was like, I have no idea where we're going. So I have no idea how to like lean cra- properly because I can't predict the road. Oh boy. He's just driving me to some beach somewhere. He shows me this beautiful private beach. We get a uh, swizzle somewhere. And then uh, 
I told him I don't I didn't bring any rope on this trip because I wasn't planning on having sessions. Um, mm-hmm. And so we go to a little local store, like boating store, and he asks for rope. They don't have any. Uh, so we go back to a his house. Boating store just... without rope. <laughs> I know they're like we we ordered it. It's not coming in yet. Uh, or like, maybe oh, they okay. had it, but they were just hiding it. <laughs> Hopefully not, because I would have I would have liked to have some. But we ended up having a really great time because we got, went back to his place, and uh, I had purposely for this reason, knowing I didn't have any rope, and you know when I'm driving, I want to be prepared. I brought mm-hmm. a string bag with like my flip flops in it and stuff. Yeah. So I just took the strings out of the string bag, and I was like, "This is enough that I can I can have a good time." And I did. I got him really quite good with just a small amount of rope. Um, yeah, it was. He definitely had a fantastic time. Well, that that's really good impromptu uh, bondage there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, realistically, I think for him, I just did his wrists to his balls on the back of the uh, like hands behind his back wrists mm-hmm. together and then wrist to his balls um and then to the front so that he, his hands couldn't um undo the knot yeah uh have you ever done like like i, I know there's like caught like i know there's like crotch rope but like have you ever like tied like rope to someone's like crotch like as like like and pulled it or something like like uh sorry i missed what you said like a what like um like I remember seeing this one bondage position one time a few years back where a person um, took the subs like crotch area and like they tied it up with rope, but they had like the rope extended a little bit. So it was like a cock leech or something. Oh, I see. Yeah, totally. I, so I love cock ball um, bondage. It's super fun. Um, it can mm-hmm. just make something feel good. So I actually taught a class um, about cock and ball bondage at this past year's tickle fest. Um, and it went really well. Uh, we'd never done that before, but I was really, great, it's always a great group of guys, but this, um, this small private class, uh, we just all pulled out our junk and just like played, uh, with mm-hmm. little bits of paracord I passed out that people got to keep. Um, and so for some people, if they're, if they're not really that subby, but they wanted to like practice on themselves, I was like, well, see if it feels good. Cause you might want to tie it on yourself before you dom someone, like, just cause it's like mm-hmm. a ring. And as I showed them a bunch of different ways to do that. Um, but then there's ways to like, uh tie up your your dick so that it doesn't get hard as easily or like if you do it's like in a stressful position where you like tie your dick down around your balls um kind of like a chastity cage yeah um i've often done them where you attach the balls to something so like that's an addition i'll do in a chair tie you're in a chair tie i'll I'll wrap something around your balls and then like make them just a little bit snug off the edge to like one of the legs of the chair um adds like an, an extra level of helplessness there but yeah, there's lots of there's lots of a, a cool things you can do there. Um, I've taken a couple classes uh, with like all gendered events. So for people who have um, vaginas, there's a really fun way you can do rope where you tie knots all the way like in, at several different intervals in the knot. Usually do one, so one's right over the the anus, and then one yeah. is like right between your genitalia and the anus one's like right over um the vagina and then one's over your clit and then you you tie that around as like a harness but then you just grab it from either side the back or the front and just yank and it just hits all your hot spots um usually you, you let out a pretty good scream um and it's super fun to watch people like enjoy getting like manhandled with that level of sensitivity oh wow yeah um could you like modify that too? Like, 
like maybe like continue it through like the butt area or something oh yeah absolutely uh no reason not to and like you can do the same thing when if you got like a a plug-in or something right you can still put the pressure on on something right back there so definitely endless possibilities with that yeah definitely um so have you i assume that you've had moments where you had like multiple subs tied up i have my go-to a lot of subs like but maintaining like everyone's safety and comfort and them feeling excited uh can be a lot for one person uh yeah so I've, I've done that a few times i find it a lot more fun when there's like several doms several subs and like we're all kind of like taking care of of everything as a group um mm-hmm. that i find like a lot less pressure um to like try and make sure everyone's having a good time but uh, with multiple people it can be a lot of fun to try and just even just tie them next to each other you can tell they're just so happy you do have to like do less to entertain them because they're just hanging out with another tied up boy have have you done like really creative things like maybe like like if they both were hard like did you like tie their like cock and balls together or something or like i don't know if i've done that exactly but like yeah it's exactly the kind of thing that i would i would enjoy doing um mm. A lot of people like being like gagged together, either like face to face, like they're kissing or like back to back where they have the same gag in their mouth. Uh, I've done a few of them where one person's spread eagle and the other person is like spread eagle on top of him. Uh, yeah, they, people ask for all sorts of crazy things and I'll try them. That's that's what I'll, I'll go for. Um, so I like when someone has like a specific fantasy I can try and fulfill or they have like a medical need like oh my shoulder has an injury can you still do a hog tie on me and i'm like absolutely i can do that um all those those are plus i i think with like using like like with the bondage with the two subs like i think you could also exploit like certain like likes and fetishes too like say like if both guys have a foot fetish like if you tie them like face to feet you know then you know that they're probably both going to be hard instantly or something Oh yeah, I did that to a couple that uh, doesn't live too far from me. Um, they both have big foot fetishes. Did tie one of the guy's feet to the other one's face, and it actually came out super pretty. Um, I'd only that was the first oh, time neat. I'd done that, and I loved the way it looked. I think it's on my recon, but um, yeah, that was a great time. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely cool. Like I, I find it interesting when a dom uses like um, multiple subs, like weaknesses within the bondage i've always found that fascinating oh yeah i mean if i can take advantage of you the way that you love like i'm gonna mm-hmm. yeah definitely um so um with i don't know how to word this question correctly uh is there like do you find yourself tying up like certain age groups over others um I wouldn't say I I think like depends on how we interact. Um mm-hmm. it's it's most often that I will dom younger guys. And by when I say younger, I mean like you know what, is that even true? I think when I play with younger guys, I'm usually doming them. I think that's true. But when I am doming, I don't think that's true anymore. Like I, the age gap that is pretty pretty big. Um yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I don't know. I have guys in their 50s who I love tying up. Um, and I have other guys in my 50s that I like being tied up by. 
I've had a session with a guy who's older than my dad before. I don't know. I just, it just doesn't mm-hmm. age to me. doesn't super matter. Uh, okay. Cause, cause I know for me, like it, it kind of gets me going with some of the stuff. Like I prefer like guys around, like I'm in my thirties. So I prefer guys around my age or in their twenties, like to be more of like a sub than a dom for me. And, you know, guys like over the age of like 50, I tend to want to be more of a sub for them. Yeah. No, I I see that on a lot of profiles. I think that's pretty common. Um, What does uh, that age difference like do for you? Like when you have someone who's like, younger than you that's like clearly younger than you and uh you're glad they're subbing for you versus uh i i do not know how to explain that one really good like i never understood why i'd prefer like guys around my age or like in their 20s for me to be a dom for um like i i know i did have like an older sub like in his 50s or 60s once and like i i tried to do certain things and it just didn't go out that well mm-hmm. so like that made me a little that has made me more hesitant with doming like older men if that makes sense sure yeah i think I've, I've had those experiences as well for sure uh and i've also had similar experiences with younger guys that are kind of similar um so i think at least for in my experience like meeting the right people can have have uh the right kind of chemistry for that but um, if you notice a pattern, you notice a pattern. Yeah, and and I notice like um, if if I'm a sub, I notice that it's easier for me to get more aroused if it's like a older dom. Like you know, I, I've had various age groups tie me up and do various things, um, but for some reason, it's a lot easier for me to get aroused if the guy is like in their fifties through seventies versus like around my age. Do you feel like you have like a, a daddy kink? Probably. Um, not like, like I think the kink is like a sub kink to like the bondage. Um, like I think I, like I think the kink would be the kink itself is not there, but it combines with my other kinks well, if that makes is sense. Those, is the same thing true for women with you? Uh, as far as like doms, not really. Like I've, I, I have like dominated like older women with their feet in the past, but I haven't had, like, it's not that I'm not opposed to it. I would love that, but I haven't had, that much experience with like older women as I did with older men so far in my life. Yeah. That makes sense. I haven't had the opportunity yet. Yeah. They, I've only, I've only dominated two older women in my life. They were like, one was in her fifties, one was in her sixties and it wasn't really like bondage per se, but like I was able to like trap their feet to where like I was in complete control. Yeah. It sounds like a good time. Yeah, um, you know, I I would have loved to have tied them up, but I wasn't in the situation to do that at the time. So you, you know, you have to respect boundaries and stuff. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, it's um, plus I I found with um like when it comes to older women, I'm more I I would be like more picky when it comes to like older women, like with older guys, 
you know, I, I'm fine with like a variety of spectrums, very open to a lot of things. Um, like with, with older women though, it, it depends. Like, I, I feel like I have to be more careful. Really? Yeah. What, uh, um, what, what do you think would happen if you weren't too weak? Well, I think because a lot of the older women that I have done that with, like they either were like family friend, like friends of like my family. So Wait, like I what? No, no, they were like yeah, when I was in my twenties, I had a older woman who was a friend of my parents. Um and apparently she was used to someone with a foot fetish because she had dated guys with a foot fetish before. And mm. she, I, I forget how she found out that I had one. I think it was purely by accident. <laughs> um, oh my God. And she was okay with it. Like she let me suck her toes. Um, she let me tickle her, you know, so it, so it, how, it was how did you go from being like this is my parents' friend to I'm sucking on your toes now? <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. I've been debating about this about my fetishes. I think there's like a non-fetish mind and a fetish mind, and I think that fetish mind takes over to where the non-fetish mind is like, wait, what's going on? And by the time it realizes it, it's you know you've gone too far down the rabbit hole <laughs> so what what did you do like how did like was she just like over and your parents were weren't home yet or something like how did that they, start yeah yeah we yeah they weren't home at all um it was she she was relaxing on the couch and like her feet were sticking out of like a blanket and like we were just watching like a, a movie just you know um and like I my eyes kept just glaring at her soles because they were like really like like really soft and I was like damn that that's and and you know like I I started like and and for some reason I, I don't know may, maybe she was like tempting me because like they kept getting closer to me so it's like okay maybe something <laughs> so you know, you know the, the next thing I know, you know, I was offering like a foot rub and while I was rubbing her feet, you know, I started like testing like, you know, like her ticklishness and like the further she reacted, the more that caused me to want to like go faster and, you know, before you know it, like I had like her um, like angles locked in my arms and I was like going all at it. That's awesome. That What a wild situation. But I mean, it sounds like did this happen more than once? Uh, yeah, twice. Great. So yeah, that's that's so fun. How old were you when this happened? Uh, the first one I was twenty one, twenty two. The second time I think like twenty five, twenty six. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's time to think about it. Time to do it again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Sadly, I don't meet that much like older women anymore. <laughs> um, I I would love to do that, but uh, um, as the years go by, it it gets uh, no pun intended, but it gets harder for me. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> Especially since you need to find like open-minded people and um, you know, I, as I mentioned on my podcast before, my area is extremely closed-minded. So anything like with fetishes, it's frowned upon. So you have to be really careful. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense if you're meeting people in person. I think that's why I've always like gravitated towards meeting people on the internet because we state exactly what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always the worry that someone is lying, um, but I find most yeah. people pretty pretty honest about stuff. They'll even tell you when they're cheating on their partners. Like they don't even care. Like you can just ask, which is what I've done. Like, oh, you have a partner? Do they know that we're playing? And they'll just tell you, no, they don't. I'd like to keep that a secret. And you're like, great. For me, I don't really want that. Um, but like they'll be honest about that stuff, which I find really endearing. Just at, at least they're upfront about it. That's that's something. Yeah, yeah I don't definitely. know. It's uh, everyone. Everyone's got different. I don't. I don't really judge everybody for doing. I decided a while ago that I don't really want to be someone's someone's dirty secret. Um. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Neither would I. <laughs> yeah, I like. I remember having this guy, and I hadn't, I hadn't subbed in a while. In a long time. We met in on recon, and he lived actually very close to me in Philly. And uh, we went for a walk just to like say hi to each other, feel each other as like a vibe. Whether we were attracted to each other, kind of deal. You know, I like to meet in public beforehand, um, so that gives you a nice opportunity to say no. And I was so down. I was like, yes, I haven't subbed in so long. I would love. And he's like, "All right, cool. We'd have to probably go soon because my partner's gonna get home later tonight, and we'd have to do that Ooh. before he gets back." And I was like, "Okay, that like doesn't sound unusual to me. Like some people say, like play, but not when I'm in the house. Fine, um, whatever the rules are." But I said, "Oh, does he know that I'm I'm coming over today?" He's like, "No," and he can't know. And I was like, "Okay, well then, I don't think I'm up for coming back. But if that situation changes, I'd love for you to let me know." And that was a perfectly cordial way for us to like go our separate ways um then but i also haven't heard from him since so hopefully it's worked out with his partner yeah i i completely understood understand that like i had i had a local guy that i would play with sometimes um you know we we had a few sessions when he was single and um and then when he started getting a boyfriend the, the boyfriend was like sizing me up online basically and like i like we eventually stopped playing because we didn't know like the situation at the time and one time we did set up something and um his boyfriend was also like into like feed and bondage and stuff like that and he and the guy messaged me like i I knew them both so um the his boyfriend messaged me and was like, oh, yeah, I heard you and so-and-so are getting together. You know, I'm like, yeah, we're doing a session. Um, and, you know, we do like, um, he wanted to know what I was doing. And I was like, well, um, I normally just like tie people up until their feet. You know, we done like similar things. He's like, oh, okay, that sounds neat. Um, but then a few days later, I get a message from the guy I'm supposed to meet up with. And he's like, Oh yeah, um, I can't meet up with you. Something came up. Oh no. Yeah, and, and he didn't tell me what it was, but I'm pretty sure his boyfriend said, "Don't do it." Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Keeping secrets isn't my thing, so I don't know. I don't know that life. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it was like a jealousy thing or not, but I I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, everyone does rules differently in relationships. Um, I have two partners, and we all have the 
not rule, just like the understanding that uh, I don't need to keep secrets from them, but I also don't need to like ask their permission for anything. So like if I didn't tell like my partner that lives with me, um, if I didn't tell him that I was playing with someone that day, like that wouldn't be a problem, but I would, I also wouldn't have any need to keep it a secret. Um, I'd be like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, I played with a boy earlier today. And he'd be like, that's awesome. Tell me about it. Oh, that, that's neat. That's neat that you have that great of an openness. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they feel the same way, which is pretty cool. Um, so it's, which I actually find just really lovely. I love having my partner come home. Like, how was your fun session? Tell me about it. Was it great? <laughs> Give me the juicy did he, did he ever like accidentally walk in? <laughs> no, I mean, so so it's actually been only fairly recently we moved in together. Um, okay. So we've still had, we've had some sessions while uh, each other is home, like our own sessions. We've played together too. Yeah. Um, but it's usually pretty planned so i wouldn't just like accidentally walk in like oops it's the bedroom uh unless we wanted to do some like <laughs> cuckold role playing or something which i've also never done yeah. like you know whatever <laughs> yeah yeah uh, okay mm. yeah that that yeah because because I, I don't know like if that would be like awkward like if you were doing a session and then they all of a sudden walk in it's like oh sorry or yeah, we would we usually talk about involvement, right? Like, uh, oh, is this a scene just between you two? Do you want me involved in that at all? Um, and a lot of times it's like, oh, this is a new person. Let's just we're gonna meet the two of us. Um, or sometimes it's actually a guy I've played with before, but he hasn't. And he's like, I kinda wanna form my own relationship with him first, and then the three of us can do something. I'm like, Yeah, totally makes sense. Go do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So so like do um, with that dynamic, do you find that he mostly finds people that you have played with or vice versa? Like, you know, like who establishes usually like first connections, like the majority of the time? It's probably me. I think I I think I play a little bit more often. Um, this winter, I kind of haven't done a whole lot, to be honest. But in general, I think I, I've played more often. Um, I also like have lived in Philly longer, have like a more. But also we have slightly different tastes when we meet new people. I'm usually down to like tie up a sub as the, I haven't met you before. That's usually someone's year for me to gravitate towards. Um, yeah. And he's usually going to sub for some um, Dom Bear with beautiful feet. So definitely overlap in interests, but he's much more comfortable subbing with strangers and I'm more comfortable doming with strangers. So we end up meeting like a different crew. Oh yeah, that that's pretty neat. So like is is one of you versatile and the other one's dom uh we're we're both switch um oh, okay okay yeah i lean a little dom and he leans a little sub so uh it lines up pretty well oh that that's that's pretty neat I, that's a neat dynamic yeah my my other partner who doesn't live with me yet um i say yet uh he's planning on moving up to to philly soon um he lives down mm-hmm. in dc now but he um he's also switch so uh I feel like he's he's switch lean sub as well. Oh that that's that's pretty neat. <clears throat> yeah, I met um I actually met him through one of the guys I used to sub for when I lived in DC before he moved there. So one of the guys I subbed for, I like regularly subbed for him. He uh invited me down for like a birthday party later and I meet his partner. So there's a chain, uh, a big, big long chain of us. So I have um my partner who lives with me. And then there's my other partner in DC. And then there's his partner who I used to sub four years ago. And then there's his partner uh, who he's been living with for like 10 years now. 
which is just super fun. Uh, it's a different relationship oh, that, dynamic. That, yeah, that that's a neat dynamic. Is that like is that like a poly dynamic or? Yeah, I think we'd all use the word poly for ourselves. Um, no one is in like a thruple or like a polycule. It's just yeah, all of us in the middle of that chain have two boyfriends, just separate relationships at the same time. Oh, that that that's that's a pretty interesting dynamic. It's pretty neat. Yeah, and it's I find it pretty casual and it's nice to do. Um, and the guy I used to sub for her a lot, like he he and I still play. So like when it's that side of the chain, is three of us there. Like well. I'll, he hosts like a uh, bondage and board games in the woods weekend uh, every in year the now. woods. Oh wow, that's like actually inside the woods or like in like a camper or a tent somewhere. <laughs> it's like a cabin. We we we're like going oh okay. okay. <laughs> so it's not like, like going into the woods and tying to like trees or something. <laughs> yeah, we're not uh, we're not hiking into like the Appalachians or anything. Um, but yeah, we we just got a a cabin that has a bunch of rooms and. Um, we invite a bunch of people who are big nerds, love board games, and tying people up, and it's a good time. So, oh, that's neat. Do you, do you ever like combine those aspects, like board games and and like bondage? <laughs> well, yeah, we talked about yeah. doing like you know for elimination games or like betting games, uh, like tying like one arm and then the other arm, or like you know basically like strip poker but with bondage instead. Yeah, I, I don't think we've done that. Yeah, or at least I didn't participate in those. Um, there's always something happening when I'm doing something else. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the perfect place to do that kind of thing, and uh, I haven't done it yet, at least. Well, that that's neat. Um, I I don't think it will work for like certain games though. Like I don't think it will work for like Twister or something. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, <laughs> Bondage Twister. Um, I don't know how that would work. Eventually, you'd run out of arms and legs, so I don't. <laughs> I guess you'd have to like tie, like play Twister, but if you have to step on the same circle as someone else, like that limb gets tied to that limb. So like people are tied together. <laughs> oh yeah, then this way you create like a hodgepodge of like bondage. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, you are now part of the Borg. <laughs> You've been assimilated. <laughs> exactly. This is where you live now. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh yeah, that's. I don't know. The, this these conversations were pretty interesting to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did, did you have anything else you would like to talk about? Um, well, something to talk about. I'm actually surprised Fest didn't come up too often here. Um, but uh, like I mentioned at the in the middle that I've I've taught classes there. I'm the director for mm-hmm. Fest this year. Um, I've been on the board for a few years, but. Uh, I think like I, I now have clearly done like a lot of kink things, but I really think that fast was the first time I've met like a group of people that I felt like I belonged with. Uh, so I think that's really kind of the, the place I gained my confidence to just like, I don't know, fuck around, find out it's, it's, it's my life. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> yeah. live it the way that's fun. Right. I don't know. Um, that group of guys means the world to me. And, uh, I see other people do the same thing every year. Like someone comes in like a shy little person. And then uh, like, I was terrified the first time I came to fest. Uh, absolutely terrified. I considered just like pretending I wasn't part of the group and just staying in the hotel for five days because I was like, all right, I, they won't know. They'll never know unless I show up to the playroom. I could blend in and never have this happen. Of course, that's not what I did. And I'm forever glad, but that's how nervous mm-hmm. I was at like 21. 
Um, clearly that's not the case anymore. Uh, so I, I owe a lot to the, to the festival. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that, that's pretty neat. Um, like what, what made you get like, like more active in there? Like you said that you originally were going to say like, oh, I'll just stay in my hotel room. Like, like what made you like actually want to get out there then? Like, I mean, I did, I basically did the thing that was like, just show up. Uh, you yeah. know, everyone says like half the battle showing up. So I did, I did get there. And then I was like, all right, I could fade into the distance and not knock on the door. But I just, I stood in front. I waited for like five whole minutes just like doing this. I knock on the door just like as a gut reaction. No, no thoughts about what's going to happen after. Door opens. Could have been anybody. Uh, no idea what to expect, really. Um, just the pictures from J. Graf Miller that were online is kind of the only thing that we had evidence for. Yeah. And thankfully, uh, the guy who opens the door just chats my ear off immediately. Like, okay, good. I have somewhere I belong in this room. I don't have to wander. This is great. Um, and I, I look over and I make eye contact with one of the most beautiful boys I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm, I'm usually pretty bold when I find someone attractive. I'm like, hello, would you like to play? And I, I think I would have been like that then, but he was just so heart meltingly attractive that I was like, I don't know how to say hi to him. It's not possible. I don't know what to do. Um, and thankfully we did get to play and, and he ended up being like a very, very good friend of mine for years, but, uh, it was it was definitely nerve wracking, uh, um, but then I recognized people from the internet, and they were like, "Hi, can I give you a foot rub?" And I was like, "Yeah, do that." I'm going to sit here and feel like I have something to do. Um, and it mm-hmm. just turned out that everyone was just so kind to me; they could tell I was so nervous, and they all like gave me um, a space that felt comfortable, like right away. Uh, as soon as I took the leap, like they took care of me instantly, and that was, that was like ten years ago. I'm really, I'm really grateful for that. Um, with with Tickle Fest, do you find a lot of? I think the term would be voyeurs or something like people who just like to watch like do you find like a lot of people just like to watch stuff happen i think so i mean yes and no there's the playroom is an interesting place because it's not just play um so you walk in there's like a there's usually a a bed that we deck out with under the bed restraints and tools and stuff all Mm -hmm. around and um you know people's first time they're always afraid like oh i I don't i don't want to get put on the bed don't make me and i was like okay well no one's literally ever going to do that um there's always like a line of subs who are like i I, i'm next i want to get tied down and then they're like who wants to dom me and someone's like i can help you out (laughs) um usually just subs begging to get tied to this this uh this bed in the in the playroom um and have just tons of hands all over them uh and so when that's happening there's always people just like hanging out having a drink talking i'm often doing that because i'm like in between tasks and doing things and I mm-hmm. love just being there hanging out and I'll like, we'll be doing that right in like the playroom with the bed. Uh, sometimes like last year, they were kind of split a little bit where there was like a, a living room and a playroom kind of thing in the same suite. Um, yeah. But I love like moving back and forth. And so some people are there because it's fun to just be in that atmosphere. And some people are there because they're just like catching up with their friend um, and they'll like reach over mm-hmm. and just tickle the bottom of someone's foot when it's free, like while they're talking. Um, oh, that's just a nice space to just be your, be your whole self the, the whole time. Oh, that that's neat. Yeah, um, like if someone were shy though, like with pickle fest, like like are there like private areas like they could have like sessions with people? Yeah, most sessions actually happen by like meeting someone in a playroom or by meeting. We also have a common room where play doesn't happen. It's just like mm-hmm. go down there, have a soda, play a board game. Um, decided to meet there for. We usually do like um announcements before we hand out dinner tickets and stuff like that for. Um, 
and sometimes we'll do like presentations. Uh, that's where we have like a TV and someone uh, can do like a slideshow. Rich from my friend's feed always comes um, and how he does his business and stuff like that. And that's super fun. So there's like those areas. You meet someone in any of those places, right? Like after one of those classes gets out or like at a rope class or you just decided to have a drink in the playroom. And oftentimes you're just like, hey, do you want to have a session? And they're like, right now? And you're like, right now sounds great. And you walk down to your room or his room or something. Um, or someone who's like, I've actually got someone booked tonight. But if you're around tomorrow after lunch, I'd love to have you in my room. And they're like, great, awesome. Let's do that. So you often like make little dates throughout the whole. Oh, that's neat. Um, the whole event at one of your just individual rooms. Your answer just gave me another question. <laughs> uh so you you said that um you've met like rich from my friend's feed do you find like a lot of these producers come to tickle fest and if so like you know like who like what producers would come to tickle fest like you know you said that rich from my friend's feed would come do like others come as well yeah he's been he's he's just a a fabulous human being um Mm -hmm. uh I really can't sing his praises enough. Uh, he's always been supporting Fest from from afar for a while. Um, he only started yeah. showing up recently, which I'm super super happy about because um, he's such a sweetheart. But um, we he's one of our sponsors, so he officially sponsors the event. Um, and so, for example, last year we had three sponsors. Um, we had Rich from My Friends Feet, and then we had Matt from Ticklish Chubs, who you had on the podcast earlier. Yeah, and then we had uh, Achilles Heel Art. Uh, he sponsored us as well and all three of them i've also had on here too oh yeah you did you did yeah um yes you had uh two of the three sponsors of fest uh and they all (laughs) did like really fabulous presentations that like showed us like an inside view of their business how they got started um matt's was obviously super interesting because he like did a full uh turnaround of his life like quit your job go do porn like super fun (laughs) um and like the motivations for that was just made a really great story what, I don't know. Would the last slide be like, come to the dark side? We have cookies. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that started at fast, right? So he was one yeah. of those guys who showed up uh, a little on the shy side. And and now I, I, shy is the last word I would use to describe that man. Um, uh, oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> he is, it, it, it was a blast interviewing him. <laughs> bundle of energy, bundle of joy, but like so much uh, sexual energy and comfort. It's it's great. Um, but yeah, I think I think he may have found like some of that at Fest. Um, so I'm I'm super happy that he keeps coming back because he just brings a lot of joy there. Yeah, de- definitely. Um, that that those these are pretty interesting stories. I, I have to say. <laughs> uh, um, okay, I guess that will be it for this episode. Thank you so much for coming on. I do greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, it it was a very interesting and fun and very informative conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had a good time too. Yes. So that'll be it for this episode and I will catch you all next time.